Hello and welcome to another edition of the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Richard Haynes of Manhattan Pacific Realty here in the South Bay of Greater Los Angeles. It is December 1st, 2022, and we've got another show for you lined up here. I'm excited to share a couple year-end statistics with you and talk about some of the guests we've been having on. It sounds like you as listeners have really enjoyed the guests, so we're going to continue that momentum. But you guys, I'm excited. It's December. It's the holidays. The market slows down. It's a great time for buyers, and it's also a great time for big data to kind of put a big red bow on the year and give some perspective on where our markets have come from and where it is going. So this episode, it's just me. You guys are probably over it, hoping it's another guest. I promise we've got another guest for you coming up, and I'm going to talk about those guests in the show. Before we get into it, or actually let's get right into it, we're going to knock out three topics like we normally do. The first topic, one of my favorites that I do every year, is the best and worst performing South Bay markets of 2022. This is a really fun one that I do on the blog and I do on the podcast that gives a lot of perspective on where the strength was in the South Bay and where things were weak. Topic number two, I'm going to recap a little bit the last three guests we've had on the podcast, because if you haven't checked out our guest episodes, maybe it'll inspire you to tune in to one, two, or all three of them to get a better idea of what's going on in various disciplines here in real estate throughout the South Bay and even Los Angeles. And then topic number three, recapping my 2022 fearless predictions so you've all become accustomed to the first week of January. I always give my predictions at the beginning of the year. But I also, at the end of December, recap those predictions to tell you what I got horribly wrong and what I got right. It keeps me honest. It shows you that these are a little bit fun, and it's kind of cool hitting some of them. And then, obviously, it's very humbling, missing quite a few as well. So let's get into topic number one, the best and worst performing markets here in the South Bay. As you know, I follow markets from Manhattan Beach all the way to Palos Verdes, all the cities on the hill, and then in between with Hermosa Beach and Redondo Beach, I take the top five markets and the top, or excuse me, and the bottom three markets. As you know, there are the better part of 40 submarkets between all those cities, and we look at all of them. From November, we're now December 1st, so we have end of November data, and we take November, and we take the rolling 12-month median home price and see the year-over-year averages of basically giving you an early glimpse of how 2022 performed minus December. So let's start it off with the best-performing submarkets of 2022 here in the South Bay. And what's interesting is that three out of the five markets are in Palos Verdes Estates. That's the big, big winner this year with another market in RPV and the final market in Manhattan Beach. So Redondo and Hermosa were left out of the top five this year with 
the the lion's share of growth happening in Palos Verdes Estates and the Hill in general with RPV, and then one market that has stood out in Manhattan Beach for the last couple of years. So, drumroll please. Number one, Montemalaga. The Montemalaga submarket is number one for the best performing submarket. It's one of the most prestigious markets on the entire hill and obviously within Palos Verdes Estates, that market is up a whopping 31.5% trailing 12-month medium price average from November back to the end of last year. Pretty incredible, 31.5% growth in Montemalaga. Number two on the list, Valmonte. The coveted Valmonte area, which is known by a lot of beach residents when people decide to make the jump from the beach, a lot of people explore Valmonte. They love it because they're close enough to the beach and some of the nightlife at the beach cities, but then are also tucked away in a great pocket of Palos Verdes Estates. Valmonte is up 27 0.1%, which is shocking because in the past, really, Valmonte has been looked at as a starter home market in Palos Verdes Estates. And so you see those younger family formations, I feel like, or retirees or just really any buyer in general loves those affordable prices in Valmonte and it has pumped it up 27.1%. Coming in at number three, Rancho Palos Verdes Eastview submarket. That's on the other side of the Palos Verdes Drive East market. It used to be City of LA, an extension of San Pedro but it was annexed by Rancho Palos Verdes a few decades ago. So that market actually allows you to decide to go to PV schools or San Pedro LA Unified schools, and you actually don't pay parcel taxes there that go to PV schools, which is a political debate for another day with residents. But Eastview, another affordable market, the most affordable market in all of Palos Verdes and on the hill, and that market is up a considerable 21.8%. Eastview, again, affordability amid rising rates, and even when rates were lower at the beginning of the year, people jumping on those RPV affordable homes likely to get into school districts or easier commutes or just plain old affordability Eastview up 21.8%. Coming in at number four, PVE's Lanada Bay up 20% on the nose. Again, Lanada Bay, much like Valmonte, is kind of the starter home area of Palos Verdes Estates where Malaga Cove and Montemalaga are the higher end echelon or at least have the higher medium prices. Lanada Bay, Amazing lifestyle on the bluffs, cute downtown, a lot to like about Lanada Bay, and it showed up in the numbers up 20% the past 12 months compared to the preceding 12 months. And then wrapping up the best performing markets, Manhattan Beach's tree section up 18.7%. My goodness, the tree section, if you guys have read the blog, if you've heard other podcasts of mine, the tree section has been on fire the past couple of the years. It's been bucking trends left and right. New construction goes for crazy money, and that's bringing up homes that need to be remodeled. It is the it place to be in Manhattan Beach. 
it seems like it never stops going up. The tree section in Manhattan Beach up 18.7%, rounding out the top five submarkets in 2022 here in the South Bay. Wow, those are some big numbers, 31.5% down to 18.7%. Incredible, even with much of the year being at super high interest rates. Moving on to the worst performing submarkets of 2022, what's interesting about this is, is there four of the five markets were actually down on medium price, with one just up a slight fraction of a percent. So last year, the worst performing markets were up like 3% or 5% or 8% because everything was flying higher. We now have four markets with depreciation and one that is flat. Let's get to it. Number one, East Manhattan Beach. The Maricosta submarket is down 18%. That is pretty shocking. I need to tell you, I'm going to dive into that with a little bit more research, but I may believe it because there were some huge new construction sales back in 2021. Lots of spec homes got out of the ground, huge demand uh, during the coronavirus pandemic and ultra low rates. East Manhattan Beach, if you're going to have a place that struggles, it's big expensive spec homes on the other side of Sepulveda not doing quite as well, or just really East Manhattan Beach, Maricosta's market going back to normal. Down 18%. I'll do a little bit more research for you on that, but that is a whopping number and takes first place. Number two, Rolling Hills, the gated city behind the gates, down 5%. What's interesting is, is if you looked at my worst performing markets of the decade in 2020, Rolling Hills was the worst performing market over 10 years. It did not do well post-Great Recession, and it flourished and was up huge. It was the number one place in 2021, and I believe through 2020, once the coronavirus hit, and now it is coming back down to earth, down 5%, but it has had massive appreciation over the past couple of years. At number three, East Hermosa Beach, down 3.1%. In at number four, PV Drive South, out by Terranea and Trump, is down 2.9%. And then in at number five, the fifth worst performing submarket in the South Bay, South Redondo, west of PCH. So if you can believe it, the market... Esplanade, avenues, all around Riviera Village, up just 0.6%, a fraction of a percent, which is quite fascinating to me to see that underperform so much. So there you have it, best and worst performing submarkets of 2022. Up next, topic number two, we're going to talk about our last three guests and our next three guests, you guys. We've had a great three guests, and we are recording another three because we've had so much popular demand here. What do we have here? The last three guests, guest number one, Case Dolan with CBRE. He's an industrial real estate specialist. Fascinating to see how industrial and residential move together during the coronavirus pandemic, and they are starting to see softness in industrial just like residential. However, 
their supply is constrained like crazy, even more so than residential. If you're looking to expand your mind on different forms of real estate, Case's episode is an excellent one to listen to, not to mention he gets into the South Bay lifestyle and why he likes it so much. Guest number two, Melanie Archer. She is a broker with Archer Investment Group. She's also a practicing attorney, and she really focuses on apartment sales. I don't want to blow what we got into, but you guys, apartments are weak. Big commercial multifamily apartments are weak. She went on to say that she's seeing deals made 10 15 and maybe even going in the direction of 20% less thanks to interest rates. So fascinating to hear what Melanie has to say about the apartment market. And then guest number three was Joe Spear of Joseph Spear Architects. We got some amazing information on the cost of building luxury homes or your home here in the South Bay. I don't want to blow the episode again, but $650 a square foot for a luxury custom home these days. Inflation is here, but it's some great insight for you to understand what a new build might cost you or a remodel and get some design tips from Joe himself. Another excellent guest episode that I'd love for you to tune in on. And then our next three guests coming up, we've got Kevin Lang of Denton Developments, an amazing custom home contract here to talk more about building. We have Ryan Doyle, who is a fitness expert. He's going to talk about how to set up the ultimate garage gym at your home and give us some fitness tips to kick off January. If you're going to do dry January, commit to some health goals. And then lastly, our third guest is going to be Grant Alley from First American Title. Title insurance guys always have the best data, and Grant's going to share with us how he's seeing sales decline, at least in title insurance policies, which is going to be fascinating. So that's a great one to tune in. And he always has some great insights on how to insure your home properly and some tips and tricks that you would never think of. So that's going to be a great guest too. Those are previous guests. Tune in, listen to those first three episodes and get ready for our next three guests. And to Wrap up the show. Topic number three, we're going to recap my fearless predictions that I released earlier this year in January. I got some right, some horribly wrong. Welcome to the fun part of trying to predict things that is basically virtually impossible, but it's good to get some right, and we learn from getting things wrong. So I made five predictions The fifth prediction was a long-term bet, which we don't need to recap because long-term bets, I'm talking about decades in the making. So we'll go over the four predictions I made for this year and see how they panned out. Number one, another incredibly strong year of price growth in the South Bay. Double digits were my predictions. Now, I was pretty darn close of nailing that one. It was another strong year in the South Bay, and we had about half the markets up single digits when you're looking at uh, zip codes and half the zip codes up double digits. If you take number three and number four zip codes and average those together, you actually get double-digit growth. So I hit the double-digit growth being a bullish, bullish prediction after having two Out of this world previous years, I stayed on the bullish growth prediction, and it looks like it hit pretty well, even 
with rising interest rates, which leads me to prediction number two that I made in January. Rising interest rates, falling affordability, fail to materialize. You guys, I couldn't have missed that worse. Rising interest rates fail to materialize. Are you kidding me? We were at 3% rates, if not lower, and we've doubled, if not gone to 7%. Interest rates doubled. I said rising rates would fail to materialize. Incredibly incorrect. And because I believe that, well, falling affordability failing to materialize was horribly wrong because a doubling of interest rates has made this market totally unaffordable. The second worst time really in our history since CAR started keeping track of statewide housing prices and affordability. And so I couldn't have gotten that prediction any more incorrect. And what's interesting is, is I nailed the double digit price growth, but then I expect rising interest rates and falling affordability not to happen. And that did, but we still experience growth. It's kind of an interesting dichotomy to see one of those hits and the other one completely not hit. Prediction number three back in January, millennials drive housing boom. Now, this is based off of a lot of research from CAR, from John Burns Real Estate Consulting, and I don't have any hard data on this, but I will tell you I've had clients forming families who are really the drivers of my business, and maybe that's because I'm in that part of life, so those type of, of clients are within my circle, but really the people driving the housing market, it's family formation, it is millennials. We're seeing that in the data from CAR and John Burns Real Estate Consulting and other data gathering platforms. They are the ones buying their first homes or doing move-up homes or buying their first investment property. That's fresh capital coming into the market where we're seeing longer time home owners continue to stay or they're selling and downsizing, which doesn't really drive the market. So I can't really say if I got this one right or wrong, but I do think it's a trend to watch over the next couple of years, if not over the next 10 years of millennials really booming this housing market, much like baby boomers did back in the 70s and 80s. Number four, Prediction back in January, supply demand imbalance persists all year long. That happened, you guys. A lot of people didn't think supply could stay constrained as hard as it did. We still have supply constraints. And as you know, in my past blog posts, we're seeing price depreciation in Palos Verdes. You're seeing that there are some markets with depreciating numbers, which I went over at the beginning of the show, but people aren't selling. They go, hey, if I've got a 3% rate and rates are now at 6 or 7%, if I sell this property, how am I going to buy another property and leverage it properly at 6 and 7% interest rates? You can't do it. So we see this supply constraint because people don't want to let go of those ultra low mortgage rates. And then there are buyers that are still gobbling up the few homes that are on the market. So the supply-demand imbalance is still strained. We got that one right. So of four, two were correct. One was horribly wrong. And another one, we can't really say if it's, it's right or wrong, but I think a lot of people would agree that 
millennials with family formation are really driving this market higher as we head into this year and years beyond. So there you go, you guys. We covered it all. Best and worst performing submarkets. Mana Malaga at the top, along with PV Estates doing incredibly well, where East Manhattan Beach, Maricosa, one of the worst performing submarkets, along with Rolling Hills behind the gates not doing well with them too. Be sure to check out our recent guest podcasts and our future ones. And then, of course, you just heard the recapping of my fearless predictions. That's what we've got next. Tune in next time. We've got our new guests, and I'll be talking about my fearless predictions for 2023 and coming back with fourth quarter numbers and year and numbers so there's going to be some juicy data for you and some fun with some new predictions in about a month happy holidays if i don't record another podcast happy new year we will be producing content for you like crazy in 2023 thanks for sticking along for the ride and we'll see you next time on the richard haynes real estate show take care 